Okie dokie. Excuse me. Hello. Welcome to the Jam Room Podcast, everybody. How are you all out there? I hope you feel it a little bit better than me. <laughs> I'm still sick, guys. I'm getting over it. It's been a fucked up weekend. How's your weekend been? For all the people in uh, North America, happy Father's Day to you or your father or whatever. Um, it's not Father's Day here in Australia. Or oh, maybe it was and I missed out and I should probably call my dad. I'll figure it out. It's no big deal. I know we talked on Friday, guys, and I was getting a bit sick, but Jesus Christ, it hit me fucking hard on that Friday night. Saturday night was rough as well. It's just a fucked up weekend. One of those classic sicknesses. I haven't been sick like this for fucking years, years and years. One of the, just, you know, when your face is just sort of pouring out fluid, I didn't feel like low on energy per se. But just my face was just irritating me. I wanted to fucking trade it in like Nicolas Cage. It was um, it was brutal, brutal, fucking rubbing everything, just snot and tears, and I don't even think they were tears. I'm pretty sure my tear ducts were producing mucus at this point. So I didn't really get up to too much. Checked out some new music. We will talk about all that sort of stuff. Um, the weather was pretty shit over the weekend anyway, so I didn't really miss out on much. We got fucking tons of rain. And uh, my gutters are holding up so far, but I'm starting to see the leaks and drips around, so that's going to be a fun time for me, getting up there. Anyway, things have been going on in the world. Hopefully, everything's going smooth in your world. Hopefully, you got a chance to check out some cool music. And remember, if you did, and it's cool, and you reckon you should uh, let other people know, let me know, and I can let them know through this podcast, because I, I love checking that shit out. I love talking to you guys. It's uh, going to be a lot of fun. But uh, we're going into a, um, a new period of uh, absolutely no restrictions. So, like I said, we have no coronavirus here in WA, and so we're coming out of every single possible restriction, except for some travel stuff, uh, coming up on Wednesday. I didn't even know there was any restrictions in place. Uh, but apparently there was some capacity limits on some venues, but they've all been lift, lifted, completely lifted. So if you're a fucking massive international touring band that somehow listens to this podcast, come to Perth, guys. You know, I'll buy a ticket. There might be 50,000 people that'll buy a ticket. We're all itching for something to do. And now we've got every single uh, opportunity with every single venue in Perth completely opened up at full capacity. So I guess congratulations to the people of Perth for keeping coronavirus down, but let's face it, we hardly had any visitors anyway, so it wasn't too hard to do. It's not like you're um, in the middle of Mumbai performing like this. We're in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of surrounded by deserts and water. Anyway, we did all right. I've been um, kind of having a bit of a chuckle with a few of these fucking news stories that have been going on, um, mainly to do uh, with shit here in Australia, so I like to keep you guys updated with what's going on in Perth and what's going on in Australia and we talk on world sort of shit every now and then but um, some vegan activist here in Perth has uh, pretty much been forced to leave the state. I mean she's leaving on her own volition but 
something about this story just fucking rubbed me the wrong way. So yes, she's a vegan activist, causes a whole bunch of dramas, protesting around places. That's fine. I'm not going to get into the whole vegan argument sort of bullshit. Um, I don't really care for much activism at all, whether they're right or they're wrong. But, you know, the vegans, they're particularly wrong or something like that. I don't really know. Um, I just, you know, they don't seem to win hearts and minds by calling everybody murderers. So whether you agree with vegan activism or not, how fucked up is this? She is leaving the state of WA because her antics have caused the government to ban her from every single licensed premises and restaurant in the entire state. I don't know if it's the entire state, but it's the whole Perth CBD. That's pretty fucked up, isn't it? Yes, she does her activism now and then, and yeah, causes drama and all that sort of shit, but she's apparently like not even allowed to go to a bottle shop to pick up some wine. She can get fined like $10,000 or put in jail and shit like that. Like, when did the government fucking overreach like that? Just because you're a bit of a pest doesn't mean you can be like shunned from adult society like that. I don't really know. It kind of rubbed me the fucking wrong way. I mean, yeah, cool. She can go somewhere else, whatever. But that's not really the right way to tackle things like this, is it? You can tell her to stop protesting. And if she starts causing a fucking ruckus somewhere, yes, shut her down. Whatever, fine her 10 grand, put her in a fucking jail cell if she continues to do the same thing. But you can't just say to a private fucking business owner, you're not allowed to serve this person because she's pissed off some other people. And I don't know, uh, banning people from like private businesses, I know that's what's been going on over the pandemic, but there are, you know, sort of extreme circumstances when it comes to a, a global sort of problem like that. I don't know, targeting individuals and saying this one individual can't go to certain places um, is the right thing to do. I don't think it's the right thing to do. I think that's pretty fucked up. I didn't even, I don't even know that the government was able to do that. It's scary fucking times, isn't it, guys? Like These powers that we've been given to the government, like they rarely give them back and they try to make justifications for fucking why they sh like should always be there. Like they'll constantly need them in the future. So we better hold on to them. Something like that. Right. Like, uh, I saw something today and I don't, it wasn't today. It was, it was over the weekend. Um, so for the last week or so, the, our, our Australian government's also been trying to fucking ban, um, those gel blaster toy guns, right? Those, you know, silly guns, they shoot little fucking balls that are kind of sopping wet, right? They shoot little wet balls at people don't really hurt they're kind of cool whatever but they kind of look like real guns like most toy guns do because they're toy guns um you know they're not toy bananas even though that's probably pretty damn close if you ever watched banana man you could definitely shoot something out of a banana in a concealed way but um so we've had had no problem with these uh gel blasters at all i haven't heard any stories about them causing a problem but they decided to make them illegal everyone's allowed to hand them in just like they just the way they banned guns uh, in the in the past, you get a bit of leeway to hand it in, and then there's a certain time where uh, you'll get in serious trouble for possessing one. But in that sort of grace period, all of a sudden there's a news story of fucking some people shooting up something with a fucking gel blaster, and their main justification is saying like, "Oh well, cops might not know if it's a real gun or not, and they might shoot you." Just shoot them then. If someone's holding up a place with a fucking pretend gun act as if it's real, shoot them. 
if it's a bunch of kids playing in the fucking street having fun, use your fucking judgment. Like, uh, is it just the mental decline of the standard police officer that we're seeing here? That they can't assess a situation like that? I don't know. But all of a sudden, there's a news story that it's a nuisance now. It's like, I'm pretty sure that's bullshit. Like, what are the fucking odds that for the history of gel blasters, we've never had any of these problems? And then the week that they decide to, to ban them, now there's a problem with them. Now something actually happened to prove their point. Hmm. A little bit suspicious to me. I'm not saying it's a fucking complete government psyop, but I'm just saying it's very convenient, right? And uh, I don't know, they keep on doing this sort of stuff, and for some reason they've been able to ban this vegan activist from all licensed premises statewide or CBD-wide or something like that, and th that's just fucked up. This chick's name is um, Tash Peterson, and, uh, you know, don't, certainly don't support any of her fucking vegan activism. You know, let people do what the fuck they want to do. Just, you know, don't be a cunt about it. But also, government, Jesus fucking Christ, you can't be doing that to people. That's, that's a bit of an overreach of power. And if I'm a private business owner and a government told me not to serve an individual who was causing no drama on that day, I'd tell them to go fuck themselves. Because they shouldn't have anything to do with that sort of stuff. It's the free market. Ah, it's what it is. But that was one of the fucking entertaining little stories that came out here in Australia. This was obviously a Perth-based one, but there's something else. And I got a serious chuckle out of this, guys. Um, it's, <laughs> some woman in Australia, um, I don't know where she's from, don't even really know her name, I didn't make any of those kinds of notes, because the essence of the story is just funny and fucking interesting at the same time. How's this? So th this woman um, had a migraine, a really bad migraine, to the point where she suffered paralysis from it. So first of all, I didn't know that that was possible. I didn't know you could have a headache so fucking bad that your body shuts down. But lo and behold, it can. And so she was recovering or whatever, and apparently halfway through speaking a sentence, her accent changed. And now she speaks like an Irish woman. She's never been to Ireland. <laughs> I, are, you, are you following with me? So a headache that was so bad that caused body paralysis also flipped some kind of switches in her mind and now she speaks with an Irish accent. What the fuck is going on there, hey guys? And so she's uh, apparently, you know, kind of a little bit embarrassed about it and all that sort of stuff and kind of did a, a bit, bits and bobs on TikTok or some shit. A lot of people got upset about it, but then people that suffered the same thing started coming out. So this isn't an, like a standalone case, right? Apparently this is happening to people where all of a sudden your accent can just flip on a dime and turn Irish. What does that tell you about the Irish, ac Irish accent? Is, is it the default accent for humanity? That if something goes so wrong neurologically and like a reset button is hit, you sound Irish? I don't know. And how the fuck do Irish people feel about this? Because you know, this, is, um, this is one of the things that's interesting. Like, yeah, start talking an Irish accent. That's just your words shaped a little differently, right? But what if she starts using like Irish slang as well? What if she develops a fondness for potatoes? You know what I mean? Like, 
and all this stuff she shouldn't. She shouldn't develop all these things. She shouldn't have developed a fucking Irish accent. But in this day and age of cultural appropriation and all this sort of bullshit, like what if she all of a sudden started sounding like Zimbabwe-ish? Like, or she had like some crazy, like, um, I don't know, some African-American accent, right? What if she started talking like that? What if she was compelled to drop N-bombs all the time? And it's just a neurological thing. Like, what does this tell us about the language centers of the brain that they can just be retaught in an instant? And all these habits and all these vocal inflections can just be acquired in an instant, like the fucking Matrix, right? All of a sudden, you know Kung Fu. All of a sudden, I could pull off a hell good Irish accent. And the Irish accent's, you know, it's charming, it's beautiful, it's whatever, nothing against the Irish people, but... It's a bit of an abstract accent, if you know what I mean. Like, as far as Australia goes, we have a lot of British roots. So I could imagine a bit of British, you know, accent coming through or something like that. But fucking, I don't know. It's very abstract. This poor woman. I don't know. It's one of those weird mysteries that, like, does this teach us something about consciousness? Does this really teach us something about, like, the way the human mind can sort of uh, tap into something that's beyond explanation in a biological or, um, or a learning sort of explanation. It's beyond that, right? She has no biology related to, to Ireland. She has no conditioned learning over time to have mastered this kind of accent or anything like that. Who knows? Maybe she was just practicing it heaps. And then when it flipped, it's just, ah, oh, damn it. This thing that I was doing in the shower is now my default. <laughs> I don't know, but it, it's fucking interesting. What do you guys think? Have you ever just slipped into an accent? I know I do it every now and then. Like if I'm talking to, to someone that has a strong whatever accent, I find myself shaping my words a little bit differently. Just because I, I think it's a politeness thing. Just so I, I, I feel like they would understand me better if I kind of mimicked the way they talked. Uh, it's kind of bullshit, but it, it, you know, I do it sometimes. And I feel rude when I do it. But, you know, it just is what it is. The human language is a very malleable fucking thing. But this poor woman, she's now Irish. She's not Australian anymore. And I think that was the biggest gripe was that she's like, she misses her Australian accent. Don't miss the Australian accent. It fucking sucks. You could do better than that. Irish is a little better. It's not the best, but, you know, maybe have another headache and then um, step up again. And maybe go Queen's English next. And then maybe start, you know find out whatever's fucking trending as far as accents go and just just cross your fingers next time you have a have a headache and really try and put some thought into it you never know what might happen apparently that's what it is guys there is some new music i want to talk to you guys about um i chose two artists to talk about um on this podcast i did listen to a few others over the weekend there wasn't really much else i could do i was fucking sick just let me have some beer um but the reason I wanted to talk about these two is because there's some common themes going on and I'm starting to detect a trend in pop music, maybe. Um, so let's just talk about the first one first. Uh, the band is called King Brown and the album is called Out in the Desert. And it's a cool little album. It's a bit rocky. It's a bit indie rock. It's got that, you know, slight distortion and, the, you know, the heavy reverb over the vocals and stuff. So it's kind of indie rock. It's kind of got like actual guitar solos through it and shit, which is refreshing to hear. 
really dug it. Some pretty cool riffs, some pretty cool chords, some pretty cool production. Nice little catchy songs. Um, it's got a little bit of a country bent to it. And this isn't, this isn't a, a, you know, a dig on it. It's just something that I noticed that this, this is very like pop rock, indie rock, but then it has this slight little flavor of country going on in it. I, I kind of enjoyed it. it. It's not totally up my sort of, it's not going to be high on my priority list as far as a playlist goes. I'm not going to really be um, spending too much time with it. But it was a fine album. So if you, if you want to check it out and um, hear what I'm talking about, the album's very short. It's only 25 minutes or some shit. Uh, the band is King Brown. And the album's called Out in the Desert. And uh, obviously with a short album like that, there's not a lot of songs. So you, you can get through it quite, quite quickly. And even if you listen to just a couple of songs, you can at least get the gist of what's going on. You know what I mean? Because um, the rest of it kind of falls into that wheelhouse anyway. So yeah, check out the King Brown album, Out in the Desert. Didn't really look into this band too much. Um, they seem like a fairly young band, uh, but I could be wrong. I might check that out uh, a little bit later. I could do it right now, but, you know, whatever. It's fucking freezing out here. My hands are in my pockets. I'm not taking them out. Um, the other album is called The Drip uh, by a girl named Haley Mary. Haley Mary. Um, so this album was, uh, it seemed like a little bit longer, be- uh, but still it was sub half hour. Uh, and it's, Definitely like a fucking... Uh, sorry, my dog's barking. Sil! Shut it, miss! Hey! Hey! I can't help you. Oh, you fucking bitch. All right. All right, let me just go see what she's barking at. I will be... Ra- Wait. Oh, she just stopped. All right, good girl. All right. Sorry about that, folks. What were we talking about? We are talking about Haley Mary. And the album's called The Drip. So it's, it's like, a, a, again, an indie, like, sort of like a, I got like the girl power rock sort of vibes from it. So female vocalist, bit like sort of rocky, almost dancey in parts uh, sort of songs. Definitely in that indie rock wheelhouse. And uh, fucking sounded great. Hooky as anything. Great vocal hooks. Great vocal lines. Um, the lyrics that I picked up on in certain places were pretty damn cool and charming. Um, but again, it had a bit of a country bent to it. And so I don't know what's going on. This is why I wanted to talk about these two albums in particular. There's a lot they had in common. One, we've talked about it a lot. They're really short albums. For some reason, an album is less than 30 minutes these days. Pretty fucking pathetic, but it is what it is. These albums were both, um, both examples of that, right? They definitely had this like pop rock appeal to them. And... That was kind of cool, but they, they do it in a slightly different way, but it's still got that, um, yeah, that indie rock, but sort of pop, like pub rock almost, almost pub rockish, you know? Uh, but like I said, there was this weird little um, country vibe to it. And I don't know where that came from. That's something that I didn't hear years and years ago in pop music, but it's starting to come up big because these aren't really going into the genre of country with its um, general tropes, you know, slide guitars and singing about trucks, uh, you know, whatever. There's certain subject matter that country is really sort of, um, I don't know, bent towards. This isn't really that, but there's just some twangs. There's just some musicianship that just sort of, uh, I don't know, reminds me of it. And I don't know. So I'm just going to call it now as a bit of prediction. We are going to see a little bit of a resurgence of country-ish vibes 
coming up in the future? I don't know. I'm just seeing it a little bit. And so I want to talk to you guys about it. What do you think? Is it happening? For, the, for my entire life, country and Western music was my least favorite style of music. A bit more as an adult, I fucking appreciate their musicianship. I know they're all fucking top players. What happens down in the South of America is fucking cool. If you talk about mixing major and minor and blues and all that sort of stuff, it's really, really cool. They are great players. But it's always fairly predictable. So maybe it's starting to merge with all these other genres. And maybe we're going to get something really neat in the future from it. Who knows? Let me know what you think. Is that, is that something? Is there this weird little resurgence of country and western vibes? Not country and western becoming popular. I'm talking about just little inflections making their way into the mainstream. Maybe. The albums I talked about aren't really mainstream, but who knows they might be in the future. Maybe I'm picking a winner here. Maybe I'm flogging a dead horse. Who knows? It's what it is, guys. Like I said, I'm still not feeling too fucking great, but um, whatever. Whatever. I've got some new music for you. I, like I said, was sick all week, but I did uh, fuck around with some bits and bobs uh, here at the bar. Just wrote a, a little chord progression that I thought was pretty interesting, and then a second chord progression that I thought was a little bit interesting. It kind of worked. Did some drum beats or whatever and put together a little song. So this little song that I'm going to show you at the end of this episode, it's, it's going to act as like a bit of an invitation, right? I want you guys... If you're up for it, if you enjoy this sort of stuff, if anything that I show you inspires you, you know, contribute to it, right? So this whole song, it's fairly slow tempo. It's like 80 BPM, something like that. Um, it's all in the neighborhood of neighborhood of G major. No, it's not G. It's all in D. It's all in fucking D. Uh, mostly a few exceptions every now and then. And you'll hear that if you're a musician. You'll definitely know when I break the rules. But yeah, it's just simple chord progression, simple drum beats. I thought I would just give you a blank template like that. And then if it so inspires you to maybe put some cool guitar solo over it, maybe write some lyrics, put some vocals over it, please do. Um, I'm happy to send you just this um, raw track, uh, whatever, however you want it, just an MP3. So you got to hit me up. you got to email me, scott at thejamroom.com.au, and I'll email you back the track. And you can go ahead and add whatever the fuck you want to it and uh, send it back. And if it's cool, even if it's not cool, we'll probably just show it here on the podcast. Why not? It could be fun. But also, I didn't really want to just leave you with this blank template. So I did add a few little um, shitty little vocal samples that I just ripped off a podcast that I was listening to at the time. Just to make it a little bit more interesting to get through uh, the whole little progression there. Um, ripped off some, some vocals from uh, the great Tim Dillon. Listen to his podcast yesterday, so uh, listen to his podcast. It's always good. And uh, this is the little song. I think I've called it Hijinks because uh, that's kind of what he was talking about. So, But, you know, like I said, it's fucking nothing. Ignore the vocals and just listen to the chords if you'd wanted to contribute to it. If not, just enjoy it the way it is because it's just something silly and fun and got some interesting chords in that. And uh, hopefully I'll gather some energy over the week and give you guys a better episode. I don't even know if I'll be able to give you an episode this Friday. I wanted to give you another bonus one, but um, I finally got the fucking tickets to the Jazz Cellar booked. So I'm going to that. So if I get time in the afternoon, I'll smash out an episode. If not, you'll hear from me next week. This is a little song that I, for some reason I called Hijinks. Um, listen to it. Contribute to it. Hit me up, guys. This could be a lot of fun. You never know. This is the Jam Room Podcast. Have a great week, folks.
Why the turning?